Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Can you tell us, like, the difference between neighbors, schools, and daycares for someone who was weighing it out? Sure. Um, there are lots of differences between them. The, the ones that I think don't always spring to mind are thinking about the experience of the caregiver directly. Part of it is meeting that person and feeling like we're going to have open communication. We're going to have a strong partnership And you can really only do that if you're meeting the person and you understand who that person is. Now, in home daycare, that's different because the person who's the set, like running the daycare is also the educator. And so you're meeting that person from the get go. But even in a home daycare, if they have an assistant, meet the assistant. Right. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. Whoa. Can we ever have enough podcasts about child care? No, because it's impossible. And the guest I have on today is making waves and moves in this arena. And we need to talk about it. Her name is Bridget Garsh. She is the co-founder and chief operating officer, woohoo, excuse me, of Neighbor Schools is what it's called. It's awesome. Neighbor Schools is a Boston-based startup company that provides a platform to help parents find trusted childcare while enabling childcare providers with all the tools they need to successfully run their own 
home daycare. Bridget also hosts Neighbor School's podcast called Work Like a Mother. And the show shares stories of incredible women who are juggling work, life, and motherhood. Bridget's based in Boston. She's the mother to two little boys, Hudson and Brooks. I love those names. Thank you for coming on Katie's Crib, Bridget. I am so excited to be here with you, Katie. I was on Bridget's podcast called Work Like a Mother, and I told Bridget that Brooks was on our list for our second child's name if we had had a boy, because Adam and I made our Broadway debuts together at the Brooks Atkinson Theater. So Brooks was like, I'm very impressed that you used it. I think it's a dope name. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's actually inspired by my mom. Um, We lost her to cancer. Um, and so we, I wanted a B name for Brooks. What was your mom's name? Bonnie. Oh, I love that name. Yeah. It's such a beautiful name. And her maiden name was Howard, but my father-in-law is named Howard. So that was a, that's a no-go. That's a, can't do that. That's fulfilled. Right. Right. Um, so tell me, walk me through, you have two boys. What are their ages again? So Hudson is four and Brooks will be two in two months. I can't even believe it. What were the child care? What was your child care experience? Overall, my kids have been in every form of child care, I think, except an au pair. So they've had a nanny. They've been in a big corporate daycare center. They've been in a small independent daycare center. They've been in home daycare. They've been in home preschool. They've been taken care of by family. I mean, they've they've had everything. And we've pieced together this crazy solution because the childcare system is just so broken. And I, I want to also recognize right away that like, I have this immense privilege that I have options, right? And I could afford those options in the first place because most families don't, right? Like there are 51% of families in the U.S. actually live in a childcare desert where they have no option at all. And in most states, childcare is often the cost of in-state college tuition. So I want to recognize that I feel incredibly privileged to have had those options available to me. And part of starting neighbor schools was because of this personal experience in which I saw how broken, you know, the childcare system really is. And when our CEO and my co-founder Brian asked me to, to build neighbor schools and work on solving this crisis, I was an enthusiastic yes, but the irony of all ironies is that I couldn't actually join full time because of childcare, because I couldn't go salary free with paying for childcare. So I worked nights, weekends, everything until we raised a little bit of money and then I could join, join full time. Um, but the, the challenges surrounding childcare and finding childcare are just really near and dear to my heart. Do you have a couple of memorable moments when you were juggling running neighbor schools on weeknights, on weekends, and raising your children in a pandemic? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, so 
I had joined neighbor schools full time before the pandemic. Um, but one of my, one of my favorite funny memories was we were doing an event. So this is in the very early days of the company. And Brian, our CEO lives, you know, maybe three or four miles away from me. And we met in like a Whole Foods parking lot to exchange flyers for an event. And we kept joking, like, are the police going to, it was like midnight, you know, there's nobody around. Drug deal, drug deal. so shady. And yeah. And here we are exchanging flyers for like promoting childcare and and recruiting more educators to join our network. So um, that, that's always something that springs to mind and like this crazy juggle of that was the time that worked was midnight, midnight, whole foods, parking lot. Let's meet. Yeah. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover ups, corset tops and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made to be seen very sexy push up bra from the very sexy collection in on trend hues like black shine, green and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
you were telling us why why you feel so passionate and personally inspired and invested in the neighbor school's idea. Can you mm-hmm. explain to us the the start the of neighbor start. schools yeah. and yeah. the very yeah. beginning? Well, I yeah. think like so many couples, I had never really thought about childcare before I got pregnant with Hudson. I went back to work with Hudson when he was 12 weeks old. Um, my husband and I had done a lot of research and we were very fortunate that his employer at the time actually had childcare in the building. So we thought we have struck gold. This is amazing. We are just set. Yeah. And then it was probably about when Hudson was eight months old that his favorite daycare teacher, Miss Quella left the daycare center. And then maybe like, Two to three weeks later, his other favorite daycare teacher, Miss Meg, left. We were panicked. I mean, we were devastated. Like, these are the people who, when Hudson was 12 weeks and he's this tiny, you know, human, and I'm going back to work, that they learned everything about him. They knew his, you know, sleep schedule. They helped us navigate food, food, yep, naps. Um, his first colds, all of it. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything, absolutely yeah. everything. So we were really wrecked. And it was at that moment that we actually realized that even though we were paying an absolute fortune, that Miss Quella and Miss Meg were making nothing. I mean, our money wasn't going to these incredible caregivers who we, as you just said, trusted so deeply and had become part of our family. I mean, Hudson spent more time with them than, than they he did, did he with did us. you. Yeah. 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 But it was going to overhead expenses. And I say that not not to make daycare centers sound like mean and malicious because they're not. It's it's the reality that the economics of the whole daycare center model don't work, right? Like there's only so much money that parents can pay. The cost of like rent and maintaining a building is super expensive. And then you need all this administrative staff to keep things running. So once all of that is paid for, there's such a little amount of money to pay the educators who are just essential to making childcare work, right? Like childcare doesn't work without the humans there. Right. And so... When we started neighbor schools, it was with this vision of making childcare better for everybody, right? Like parents and for, the teachers, for the teachers and for the children. And, and the way that we do that is by supporting the caregivers. Because like I was just saying, if there are no caregivers, there's no childcare, period. So our platform is helping these incredible caregivers open and operate small licensed daycares that they run in their homes. And because they run these daycares in their homes, there are like two really interesting things that happen. Number one, all of those overhead expenses that I was just talking about. Gone, gone, thank God. Completely gone. So so that means they're typically 30 to 40% more affordable for families. But the most of the majority is going to the person. Exactly. So instead of making $30,000 a year, which is the typical salary 
Um, for a preschool teacher, educators can earn up to seventy to ninety thousand dollars a year doing what they love. That's so great. That was part of the inspiration for neighbor schools. And then the other part of it, because starting, you know, one company wasn't hard enough. We have a marketplace where we worry about the educators and we also think a lot about the parents. And we want the process for parents to be better. I remember calling around so many places leaving voicemails. I mean, voice and never hearing back and never hearing back. I know, I know, I know. It's really, it's really true. I I have had the same experience for sure. And you can't blame, you know, it's because they're totally overextended. It's like, you want to be so pissed that you're paying all this money for a daycare or a preschool and someone should be fucking calling me back. But honestly, the one person who's heading up the entire thing and running the entire administration and trying to, you know, be held accountable by all these parents. I mean, it's fucking impossible. They also need to, like, have boundaries. I get it. Like, it's all a mess, which is why I think it's so amazing that you're spending the time to change this and change people's lives. Um, You start neighbor schools. You're doing this on weekends and weeknights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just insane. Um, What were the first schools you started? Yeah, we really built the neighbor schools platform around our very first educators. So our first educators were Miss Deb and Miss Martha. Miss Deb has this incredible background of working with early intervention and working with all of these children um, to help them learn and grow. And Ms. Martha, um, she was a nanny for many, 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 many years. And so as they were going through the entire licensing process and, you know, business setup process of getting their EIN and their business bank account and all of these different pieces. Um, Which you helped them do. Exactly. We built the product around them to know at every step of the way, what is it that they're they're needing. And like what they're required to do. It's like, I try to put my nanny in this situation. It's like, okay, like you guys are holding these amazing caretakers' hands. How do we file taxes? How do we get insurance? How do we make sure my house is set up appropriately? What things do I need to purchase that each child needs to have? Is there a limit to how many kids can be in each neighbor school? Yes. So I think this is a really unknown fact is that licensed home daycare is incredibly regulated and it's controlled by the same licensing agency that oversees you know, daycare centers. So the the same health and safety standards, the same environment are the same, and the ratios are very strict as well. So in Massachusetts, just as an example, um, you can have six children. I think a lot of us were sort of scrambling during COVID, um, which did you notice like a huge neighbor school boom? During the pandemic, yeah, nobody can. Say, of course, like I'm, I'm nodding away at you, and nobody can actually see me nodding yeah. at you. Yes, I'm nodding yeah. at Katie saying yes. yes we yes. did, we did see this real spike in um, educators actually looking to open their own daycares, and then also families. 
Oh my God. And families being like, holy crap, I'm still, I'm working from home. Right. My children can't go to preschool or whatever we were doing before because of COVID. What the hell am I supposed to do? Is there some sort of safer option, especially before we knew how COVID worked in little ones? But like, you know, I was hearing about all these sort of homeschool situation pods popping up of like, these are the six kids with one teacher that we can get tested and everything's, you know. Mm-hmm. So you were noticing a big spike. What did you learn from the first month that you provided services? To our initial educators? Yeah. And the families. That's such a good question. Um, I think they're different. They're different, but they're they're similar. So on the educator side, we realized how community was going to be really important for all of the educators who were becoming part of neighbor schools. That if you think of it, right, to be an entrepreneur, to start your own business, to work with children all day long, you want that connection and that learning and your colleagues, you want colleagues to be able to turn to. And so that's another part of neighbor schools is the community for educators to connect and learn from one another, whether that's like we do a show and tell where people show off their spaces and everybody talks about, well, this is how I set up my, you know, um, reading center. And this is how I set up my STEM area. And they're all learning from one another. Or it's connecting like in the pandemic, you know, we had um, the lead uh, doctor for who was building and working with the licensing agency on COVID protocols come and talk and answer all of the questions. So that was something I don't, I don't think we fully knew when we started the company, um, but that we really evolved as we were working with the educators themselves. And then on the parent side, you're at this incredibly overwhelming, very vulnerable time where it's just information overload. And so many of the first-time parents that we talked to had no idea what to expect, right? Like they just had no idea what they were looking for or what to even imagine. So we knew that we needed to make the parent experience better. We needed to make that modern and educational so that people were learning as they were finding childcare. So with the parent experience, what we've done is you take a short quiz, right? Where you're sharing all the basics of, you know, what days you need care and what your budget is. But you're also, we're presenting you with things like, here are 25 activities. Pick three that are important to you. And then we're doing that like heavy lifting on the back end to say, okay, this person's really interested in nature, right? Like that's outdoor space is going to be really important to them and building almost like their, their unique profile of Mm. what their needs are Mm. and then teaching them about the things they should be thinking about while they're going through the whole process so that when they hit submit on that quiz, And then they start to see, okay, here are the recommendations. We've taken out all those voicemails and those phone calls, right? Like, you know, right away, if we have a spot available. What are the values to that, to those parents? Exactly. And then surfaced all of that information, like the educator's story and their background and reviews from families so that you're not 
hunting and searching for it because when it comes down to it, it's all about transparency and everybody wants to feel like you are making a really good decision because this is the most important decision that you're going to make. Like I dropped Albie off at 8.30 today and he's getting picked up at 4. So he's spending a lot of time with people who I trust and I am completely rest assured that they know what type of parent I am, how I like to parent my child, and we are in constant communication. It's just because the kid is spending more time with them than they are with you. So it, these are very important. So it's cool. It's like you're giving them like you're you're really making a profile and and making sure that everyone is transparent of what their wants are, what their expectations are, um, and also that we're learning together. You know, yeah. like we don't know who this kid is yet. You don't know how to parent perfectly. You've never done it before. It's all a huge group effort. You know, we talked to so many parents and it was informed, you know, by our personal experiences as well. But this feeling, and, and Katie, I don't know if you had this, when I remember being pregnant and starting to, and my mother-in-law was like constantly, you know, what's happening with childcare? What's happening with childcare? Have you found childcare yet? What's going on? And I couldn't even imagine like holding a baby that was mine, let alone let alone these women who are like on lists too. Like, like you said, 51% of women have no options. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. the, some women who do have options are literally trying to get on lists for daycares at their work that might be offered to them while they're pregnant because the list is years of a waiting list. Like I have friends that work at different, you know, studios and uh, in Hollywood. And it's like, yes, there might be a daycare center in the building, but they can't even get in. Right. It's really hard. And it, then just the mind-boggling nature. How was it for you, the transition of, like, dropping your 12-week-old baby off? Like you said, like, you're dealing with the hormones and the identity shift. You just became a mom less than three months before. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just horrible. I think, well, and for me, you know, I I found maternity leave really hard. Like I had gone from running this big team and working with all of these people and seeing people all day, every day. And I felt super alone and really isolated. And I kept thinking, I can't wait to get back to work. I can't wait to get back to work. And I was sort of counting down from the minute that my husband went back to work, especially, he didn't even have, they had no paternity leave. So we took two weeks, quote unquote, vacation. So backwards. We do a bunch of episodes on that on Katie's Crib about the paid family leave and things. I mean, it is a fucking mess. And whoever picked like the three month mark is also insane. We are not set up. No. We are not set up. And this whole thing of like, you can have it all now. No, you can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's so hard unless you're Bridget and you're well, making moves to make changes and support the mothers and the caregivers out here. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tell us about neighbor school's successes, please. Brag a little bit, would you? <laughs> yes. So, um, so far since we started the company, we've launched more than 70 daycares and we are just getting started. And through our research, I think something that's so exciting is we found there are a hundred thousand people, mostly women, who want to open home daycares. And, you know, the sad part is that 90% of them will fail because of the administrative and like regulatory hurdles, because there are literally 127 steps to go through this whole process and educators are expected to go through it alone. But that's, we see that as opportunity because we know there are a hundred thousand people. Think of all the childcare spots that that is going to create for families. Think of all of the, the jobs that is creating, right? For people who want to work with children, these well-paid jobs. So we see that as an incredible opportunity and we're not going to stop until there's a neighbor schools 
in every neighborhood across the country. Oh, my God. I have goosebumps. This is fucking amazing. How, okay, you've told us that a caregiver can make anywhere from seventy to 90000 a year from opening a homeschool. How can a parent find a neighbor's schools for themselves? I know you're predominantly based in the Boston area. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, come to our website. Um, you know, find me, find me. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn and I want to hear from people, right? Like this is such a deeply personal mission, um, to me as a mom and as a founder that I want to hear from, from everybody because we see this as a movement. We see this as an opportunity to change the childcare system for the future and to make childcare accessible and affordable for families across the country. So we want to hear from people and we want to know where people are really looking. I mean, we, we look at maps, we look at, you know, childcare deserts. We think about all of those things as we're expanding and adding, you know, new locations. Um, but knowing the humans and the people that are in need right now or the people that could step up to to help with this crisis and that we could help open their own daycares, those are the people we're trying to connect with each and every day. A little bit of a dark question, but I know a lot of moms, especially with a 12-week-old going back to work, are struggling with a lot of anxiety about passing their kid off. How do you, does neighbor schools make sure that safety is enforced within each child care location? I mean, Jesus, we don't even want to talk about. I mean, I remember I never thought I was going to be this kind of mom. And then I remember I had to go back and shoot a scene and my son was eight weeks old and my postpartum anxiety was rearing its ugly head in this nonstop obsessive thought of my night nurse shaking my son because he was not sleeping and I know she was really tired and I was convinced just because my brain was looking for a villain that made no sense. Yeah. How are you guys enforcing safety? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, that's why we're focused solely on licensed home daycare because the rules and regulations, right. And, and that means I don't, I don't think even people understand fully what that means, right? Like that means CPR, first aid certified, like medication administration, wow. safe sleep, child development, all of these pieces. They, everybody is background checked in the home. So it's not just the educator, but it's everyone who lives or is frequently in the home. Right. They're all background checked. The home is, um, inspected by the licensing agency to make sure that it is safe for kids and they do drop-in visits. But so that's licensing. The other piece where, you know, we, my co-founders and I all come from a technology background and where we see technology being so powerful here is Every time a family goes to tour a daycare, right, we are getting information from that family about their experience when they were touring. Okay, All good. of the families who are enrolled in a neighbor school's program, they are getting, um, we're getting feedback from those families about their experience within the program. So there's this huge opportunity to really use data to have much more visibility into what's happening on a regular basis. And if a parent does say something, then we are able to 
you know, step in immediately and talk to the educator and work with the educator and the family to resolve it and figure it out. Brilliant. I just love that you're making school care happen in homes, but you have to follow the same rules and regulations as every daycare across the country. So how did you start up neighbor schools services um, again as the coronavirus pandemic like settled down? How we've adapted to to COVID yes. and, and what that's looked like over time. Yes. Okay, got it. Well, first and foremost, when childcare was shut down in Massachusetts, it was incredibly difficult. Ugh. And for me personally, I was, I don't even know, 39 weeks pregnant maybe with Brooks at the time that all of that was happening. Luckily, he was nine days late, so it gave me a little extra time. Oh, my God, Bridget. To work with the team on it. But, um, you know, it was really hard. It was so unknown. You know, you you have daycare providers that we're trying to help. We're trying to help families, right? Like, that was a really, really hard time. And licensing shut down for a while because the state was so over run by handling, like, what do we do with all these COVID protocols that they weren't licensing new people? And so we, ha- you had this perfect storm of like people needing childcare more than ever before. We're not able to actually help and, and create more programs because licensing is shut down. And what a shit show. <laughs> yes. From a business perspective, you know, it allowed us actually some time to really work with families and understand, like I was talking about before, sort of the experience and how we could improve the parent experience. Mm. And especially during COVID, help people feel really secure in their choice and feel like they had that level of transparency and feel informed. Um, and then in the fall um, of 2020, then licensing started to come back online. Then we had more families, you know, looking for care and really the wheels started to turn and everybody came back. Um, But it was more about then the transparency and how do we empower all of the educators to really talk about their COVID protocols? How do we help parents understand what all the COVID protocols are um, and what's being dictated and what that means? Like, can you bring a lovey? Can you not bring a lovey? I mean, these really like practical questions. I remember this shit. Like it was like, well, I kept Albie out of school because I was also pregnant and no one knew. Oh, God. But you're right. Like, oh, my God. People were like, you can't you can bring a lunch. You can't share a treat. You can't right. like, oh, my God, like this trauma. I have to unpack it for like five years. <laughs> like, oh, I, I can't even imagine. We took my kids to the park over the weekend and I was like, I remember when the playgrounds were closed. Oh, my God. They had they had yellow. Ours had yellow caution tape all over it. Exactly. They're doing construction on one of the playgrounds. So I saw that yellow caution tape and I like had this flashback to, oh, my God, what's happening? (laughs) Well, you deserve like a thousand medals because I just fucking shut our doors and I was like, bye, you know, like and I could. Whereas other people couldn't. Um, can you tell us like the difference between neighbor schools and daycares, like pros and cons for someone who was weighing it out? 
Sure. Um, there are lots of differences between them. The, the ones that I think don't always spring to mind are thinking about the experience of the caregiver directly, right? Like in a center-based program, if you're touring, this is something I had no idea about. If you're touring a daycare center, make sure to meet the actual teachers, the caregivers who are going to be with your child. Oftentimes it's going to be an administrator. It's going to be a director or an assistant director. And so really meeting the actual people that are going to be caring for your your kid. Because as you were pointing out, Katie, part of it is just feel. Part of it is meeting that person and feeling like we're going to have open communication. We're going to have a strong partnership. And you can really only do that if you're meeting the person and you understand who that person is. Now, in home daycare, that's different because the person who's the Set, like running the daycare is also the educator. And so you're meeting that person from the get-go. But even in a home daycare, if they have an assistant, meet the assistant. Right. Understand their background, their experience, and and really get to know all the people who will be working with your, your kiddo. Um, the other one that I hadn't thought about really at all was this idea of continuity of care, right? Like, in most daycare centers, you transition from room to room. Once you get to walking or September, right, right, right. This is like my niece is in daycare. It's like she's about to turn one and then she gets moved into like the walker's room where she's like the baby, you know, because she's like the oldest in the baby room she currently is in. And she's moved. they're moving her to one nap versus two naps. So now she's going into like the room where the kids have one nap. And so her teachers will change. So a home care situation is you will be with this one caretaker through a lot of these milestones, whereas daycare centers, your kid will get moved from room to room or teacher to teacher. Right. Yep, exactly. And and similarly, right, um, there's mixed ages, right? right? Like in a home daycare, it's a mixed age environment. So it's very Montessori-esque in the sense of you have the older children becoming leaders and they're teaching the younger kids right. and the younger kids you know, see my, my son's in this, um, great home preschool and he, he's like, oh my God. Yes. Oh yeah. Same. My, my son's in a mixed age too. My son's in mixed age too. He loves the five-year-old, the big, the big boys. He's into it. And he hate my son hates the littles. I'm like, dude, come on. You have a little sister, have some empathy. And he's just like, no, like the three-year-old kids are like taking his shit and he doesn't like it. Right, right. <laughs> also, like self-reflection. You were just in yeah, that stage. Totally, not that totally, long ago, totally, but, totally. Yeah. But so that's that's I think another key difference is like which do you feel resonates with you more? Is is it important for you to have that mixed age experience? Is it important for you to have all of the kids relatively around the same age in this environment where you are transitioning? So so those are some of the pieces that that are different. That's great. That's so helpful. And and the other piece um, is, and it's so like boring and practical, but pay close attention to your contracts. Read your contracts very, very thoroughly, regardless of any any childcare setting, right? Like whether you're hiring a nanny, make sure your childcare t- contract is very detailed. We had a nanny who wanted to charge us 
extra for like uh, reports about what what our child like was in what Hudson was having trouble with. Like he was having trouble with tantrums and she wanted to charge us extra for some like oh my advice. God. We should do a whole we should I need to do actually a whole episode on contracts. It's really I answer so many people's questions when they're first hiring a nanny because I have my personal experience with it. Yeah. But people are like, what are paid sick days? How much how many weeks of paid vacation do you do? Blah right. blah blah. And again, when I got handed the stack of the contract for where Albie is at preschool, it was thicker than my, obviously, when you get married to someone, it's like one fucking page. It's literally one page. And then I'm sending my kid to preschool and it is like the fucking thickest thing, which I'm sure yours is too for daycares, but you really got to look at that shit of like vacations, like what happens if your kid gets hurt, has an allergic reaction, like you said, like administering medication, sunscreen. I mean, it's like insane. Yes, it it totally is. And it should be, right? Like, like that's part of what makes you feel like this is such a trusted environment. But I mean, one of the centers we were at, it was an annual contract. And we didn't actually know that until we had signed. And then it was like, if we needed to change and we were on the hook for the tuition for the rest of the year. So read the contract, read the contract, contract. because if you're not happy there, you want to leave, you might still be paying for six months. Okay. Great to know. What are a top few lessons you've learned from your podcast work like a mother? Oh my goodness. So many things about the podcast. I mean, just to, to give everybody some background about the podcast, I shared a little bit about how I felt super lonely and isolated with my first maternity leave. Um, but I had friends, like I had these incredible fellow working mothers that I could rely on for advice. And one of my closest friends, she actually had a baby a month before me. So we got to spend time together. And with Brooks being born in a pandemic where work is now remote and we didn't see anybody. I mean, we literally didn't see anybody at all. My father, I think, met Brooks for the first time when he was six months old. Like, we just didn't see anybody. It was a totally different ball game. I mean, I wanted to share this experience of returning to work and all the ups and downs and having that community that I longed for and had with my first work like a mother came out of that, that experience of wanting to share that with others, to create that community of mothers coming together so that they could feel, I think, a little less alone. And the other piece is it's so easy. And, and I feel like, I mean, I still battle this, right? I look on Instagram and think everyone else has it perfect. Oh my God. I actually was going to bed. I was going to bed last night thinking I'm going to fucking delete this app. Like honestly, and not permanently, but just like for a week, because like I was going to bed looking at a lot like lunch boxes and these things for travel. And then I was like going to her shop page of like, how I needed to pack his snacks. And I was like, 
what am I doing looking at this at night? This is not her fault. She's incredible. This is my own shit. I'm so glad Work Like a Mother exists because it is a battle between feeling inspired by Mm -hmm. other moms, but then also at the same time keeping it really real and patting ourselves on the back that even if I didn't pack my shit the way that woman did or whatever, it really just depends on the mood you're in. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, that's really inspired me. And then some moods I'm, I'm just like, I'm a failure. I'm a total failure. I suck. Like I screamed at my son twice yesterday. I was like, yesterday was not a good mom day. (laughs) But I think that that's a great reason to create a podcast is making women feel less alone. Information is power, making people laugh and just taking away some of the perfect imagery that is surrounding us and is just not true. It's just not true. What has been your favorite interview from Work Like a Mother so far? And you don't have to say me. I, I was going to say, well, no, I mean, obviously, okay, who else? Who else? I have to say, Emily Oster. I mean, Emily Oster incredible, incredible. is so incredible. She was a lifesaver to me um, during my pregnancy. And actually, Brian, my co founder, is the one who gave me her book. And he said, "You're gonna, sheet, you're gonna want sheet. The, no the the original expecting, expecting better. better. It's amazing." And um, I carried that around like a Bible. Like I literally, you know, was like, "Okay, like what does Emily say about this? What does Emily say about that?" So that was a really incredible experience. And she's an incredible follow on Instagram. Yes, she's an incredible follow on Instagram because it's just factual and information. I don't feel judged. It's great. Yes, um, that's a great interview. And please, everyone, listen to "Work Like a Mother's" Emily Oster episode and Katie's crib episode with Emily Oster because she's fucking amazing. Finish this sentence. Parenthood is a journey with lots of ups and lots of downs and you will get through it to the other side. Everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Katie's Crib. Again, go look at neighborschools.com. If you're looking for a neighbor school, if you want to figure out how to start a neighbor school, if you want to go to a neighbor school, if you know a caretaker who should be an educator with neighbor schools, all of the above, go to neighborschools.com. Also, Work Like a Mother, the podcast that Bridget Garsh hosts, is incredible. Bridget Garsh, thank you so much for coming on Katie's Crib. Oh my goodness, so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.